Did you know being diagnosed with diabetes doesn't mean you have to cut out all sugars and all carbs from your diet? Did you know a little physical activity can have a tremendous impact in keeping your sugars down? Stay tuned in this episode of The One in Five as we talk about the importance of a healthy diet and physical activity for those with diabetes. Hey all, welcome to The One in Five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. I'm your host, Adam Renshaw, and in today's show, Jenny McPherson is co-hosting with me, and we have Jenny McDonald, a medical assistant and a diabetic lifestyle coach with Living Your Best Life with Diabetes. And we're going to be talking about diabetes, particularly the importance of healthy eating and activity in maintaining low blood sugar. This episode is for those who have diabetes, those who know someone with diabetes, and gives practical ways to prevent type 2 diabetes. Welcome, guys. Welcome, Ginny. Welcome, Jenny. Hello. How's it going? A little nervous, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do just fine. Well, hey, let's let's just jump in. Ginny, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? You're a medical assistant. You're a diabetic lifestyle coach. Talk to us about some of those things and what you do and where you do it. Okay. Well, I am a medical assistant at One Health in the campus area. I help the providers and help room patients and help take care of you guys. My diabetic lifestyle coach with a certificate in living your best life with diabetes is my passion. This is something that I love to do, and I've been doing it for probably the last two and a half, three years now. And I've got a program that I do individually with patients over the phone. It's a once a week course for seven weeks, and we cover several different things on diabetes. First one is what is diabetes? A lot of times when you're told by your provider, oh, you have diabetes, instant doom and gloom. And it's not. It can be controlled if we help you with it. The other thing is is when you're told you have diabetes, a lot of times that's all that they hear. It goes in one ear and out the other. So my job is to help you understand a little bit more about it. So like I said, the first session that we do is what is diabetes. The second one is the ABCs of diabetes. Even though you're a diabetic, you also have to be concerned about your blood pressure and your cholesterol and your A1Cs. Can you tell us why? What's the correlation between those? They all three interact. And if you have diabetes, unfortunately, it's going to spike your blood pressure. So we want to make sure that we take care of that as well as your cholesterol. Cholesterol is your fats, the um, triglycerides, those are the terribles, and your high, um, your HDL is your good ones, that's the happy ones, and you want to make sure that they're all within normal range. Okay. So, and that will help you with your diabetes. It's kind of a three-in-one. So it's about balance. Yes, yes, it is. The other thing is our... Um, Eating with diabetes, which is one of our topics that we're going to kind of go over a little bit today later. Sure. 
Um, diabetic medication, there are different kinds of medications. There's insulin, there's um, medication that you can take, and there's also an injectable medication. This is not an insulin. It's just a medication that you do once a week and you inject it into your stomach area. Um, and that was number four. Is that what you cover in the fourth? That one is number five. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, I missed number three, which is diabetes in the body. Okay. And one of the things that I always thought when I was told I have diabetes is that it's compartmentalized. My diabetes is over here. My thyroid's over here. Never ever did I really stop to think that they're all intertwined. So at some point in time, we will review all the different parts of the body and find out how diabetes has affected them as well. Okay. Then um, one of the sixth chapter is getting active. And that's kind of one of the other ones that we'll kind of review today. Walking um, just five minutes a day, three or four times a day is basically what me as the diabetic lifestyle coach requires. Okay. And then the last one is coping with stress. We don't think that stress would make our A1C or our sugars go up or go down, but it does. And here at One Health, I do recommend if nobody has seen a counselor or one of our behavioral health people to just pop on in mm. or let me introduce you to them so that if something is happening in your life and you may need some guidance or just some ways of coming back down to earth and regrouping and recollecting yourself is the biggest help. Yeah, stress. So it goes beyond like just stressful eating, like because when I'm stressed, I eat sugar and that makes everything spike, but it goes beyond that, the stress level. Yes, it does. How it It, affects. Yes. And and again, they're with just like, you know, the different body parts that diabetes affects. Stress affects them as well. I know, it affects my blood pressure. Yeah. and It causes my blood pressure to... Well, and then there goes your sugars as well, Does either it? up or down. Yeah. Oh. So stress is not one of our friends. We need to learn how to bring ourselves back down to where we're within the normal range. Managing stress, mm-hmm. being able to cope with certain things. Yep. And that's stuff that you all cover in that seventh that is. piece of that. Yep. That's super. Yep. That's really great. So just give us a high level again. Go through one through seven and tell okay. us. Week one is what is diabetes? Week two is the ABCs of diabetes. Week three is diabetes and the body. Week four is eating with diabetes. Five is diabetes medications. Six is active, getting active. And seven is stop, excuse me, coping with stress. Nice. So um, it's a weekly class. How long is the class? It's a weekly class once a week, and it takes anywhere from... 20 to 40 minutes, depending on how many questions the patients have. Um, I, in my last group that I had, I had one that just came up with some really good questions and I'm sitting here going. And one thing I do want to stress is I am just a diabetic lifestyle coach. I uh, do not do anything that the providers do not approve. And if I have a question, I go to the provider and I say, your patient, blah, blah, blah has a question about this. Can you please address it at their next visit? Great. And they can um, take the class at any time? They just need to contact you? Um, unfortunately, my days for the class are best Tuesday and Wednesdays. And you can call uh, One Health at 406 
623-9016. That is my direct line number, and I can set up a seven-week uh, appointment schedule for you. And they can start that at any time. There's at not any like time, yes. open enrollment period where no. you're taking people. Okay. No, this is an individual class. So if I ever get to the point where we can meet together, then that might be a little bit different. But with COVID right now, we still have to take precautions. Great. Great. It sounds really beneficial. It sounds like it has the potential to really uh, put some people at ease, walk them through a process. I mean, when I think of being diagnosed with stuff, yeah, I mean, that's it's just freaked out. You get freaked out, right? Yes. You don't hear anything else as to how to help. So a week later, when I call, we start off by talking things slowly. And with the last group that I went, you know, we took some uh, 30 patients and most of them's diabetes. Their A1C was greater than eight. Okay. And I can honestly say that three people, one, he moved away. The other two, I could not get them to come to the class or call me, which is fine. I mean, at some point in time, I'm hoping that they'll come back. But the rest of them, everybody's was lowered by a significant amount. Amazing. What's ideal range? The ideal range is under six. Okay. Yeah. I prefer to see it under six. I think it's actually under seven, but I try to work with them to go under six. That way they feel better and they know that they can do it because it's not a doom and gloom disease. Well, that's, I think that's a great segue. Sorry, Jenny, did you have something you wanted well, to add to that? I was going to ask if they had to have their A1C tested before the class. Yes, we do. And it's just a matter of if you're due for a whole, full set of vital or full set of labs for your annual then we can do it through that. If not, we can just do a finger poke, and we know what your A1C is in six minutes. Okay. And do they have to pay for the class or the A1C testing? The class, no. That is a service that I get to provide to all of our diabetics. Um, the finger poke, yes. And I, at this time, I'm not sure what the cost of that is right now. We know we did do a round recently where we used the Sugar Rush funds to pay uh, for those uh, lab tests for our patients that were in the Living Your Best Life with Diabetes program. So in the future, potentially, we could do something like that, too. Uh, but I think what we realized, too, was it wasn't necessarily needed. A lot of our patients had insurance, and it was those lab tests were covered under insurance. Am I, am I right in that? I believe so. If they're diagnosed with diabetes, a diabetic should get their A1C checked every three months. Okay. And their lipids twice a year. And you test at the beginning and at the end, though. And yes, that's we do. That's because you're looking for that. Did we make an impact? Right. And to make sure that the patient has done well, um, not necessarily is what I'm teaching them, but I hope is what lowers it. But I'm hoping that they're the ones that are doing it and their medications are working. And if it's not going down, then I do send a patient case, which is just a little note to the provider to let them know, you know, we've been going through halfway through and this patient's A1C has not come down. Can we reevaluate their medications to make sure that they're on the right stuff? That's great care. We try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think that's a good little segue though into what we wanted to talk about because uh, now correct me if I'm wrong but will healthy eating and being active contribute to the lowering of that A1C? Absolutely. Okay so we have some practical things here then that we can talk about with eating healthy and being active that could help 
uh, get that A1C and those blood sugars down. Before we do that, real quick though, um, what's where is someone who's not diabetic? What is their A1C usually? Usually under five. Under five. Yeah. What if you're in the five range? If you're in the five range, you're still okay. It's when it starts creeping up towards six that okay. we, and that is kind of considered pre-diabetic. And if you're pre-diabetic, it's still a good idea to come and visit with me just to help you keep it down. We'll review what you do on a daily basis so that we can keep sure or make sure that your A1C doesn't go above six. So what about 5.3? I'm just going to throw a number out there. Boom. I'm at 5.3. What? You're doing good. Keep okay. up what you're doing. Okay. Um, just basically under eating healthy is watching your carb counts. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I hate to do most I know, in I'm my sorry. diet. I love bread and crackers and chips and blah, blah, blah. The thing is you can have that. Yeah. You can have that just within moderation okay. and making sure you know how much is something you can have? Okay. So you can still have it, just moderation. All right. So, <laughs> so walk me through this then. You, you're going to coach me on how to eat healthier. You're going to coach me on how to manage my carb intake. Um, we're going to, you're going to talk to me about healthy snacking, these types of things. Walk me through what you would do with a patient. Okay. So on lesson five, or four. I, I can't remember now. I'm already brain lost. Um, I would call you and say, hi, it's Jenny. We're getting ready to do our lesson for today. How are you doing? And we just kind of do a background of what we've already studied and make sure that they understand. And I make them repeat their answers to me so that I know that they heard what I'm saying and I hear what they're saying. And so we just kind of review. And then we start off by saying, what is is a typical meal for you. And so as they're telling me, I just kind of write everything down and kind of figure out how many carbs. And as a diabetic, we like to look at our carb count because carbs are what causes us the biggest problems with our sugars. Um, usually 45 grams or three choices is what we can eat. So we can have- Is that a day? A day, yes. Okay. And per meal. So for breakfast, you can have three grams or three choices. And for lunch and for dinner, for snack, you can have one to two. And so just um, trying to figure out how much that is, it's, um, there's a cheat sheet that I have, and I would be more than happy to help anybody with it. Um, basically, your starches, one piece of bread is one choice. Okay. Okay. Um, a half a cup of oatmeal is one choice. So for breakfast, if you have a slice of bread and a half a cup of oatmeal, you've had two choices. Out of your three. Out of your three. Okay. So what you could do is you could add a half a cup of fresh fruit. That's a pretty decent meal right there. And you've had your three choices. Okay. Okay. And for diabetics, Eating six small meals a day is better for you than eating a big breakfast, a big lunch, or a big dinner. Okay. It's six small meals. Can you add to that something that's not a carb? You can, which is anything that is on our special pyramid that we have for diabetics. And we have a little, 
it's not like a regular food pyramid. Your meats, cheese, and eggs are all freebies for diabetics. So if you wanted to add a boiled egg to that, you can have that, and it's no choice. Um, If you wanted to add some type of non-starchy vegetable, you could do that. And What's a non-starchy vegetable example? That would be your greens, okay. your lettuce. You can maybe make like a wrap, lettuce wrap out of your egg with some meat in it. Okay. And you've got a nice meal there. And then your oils and fats. But you still want to kind of be careful with those because those, you know, after a while do add up. Give me so an like example could, of oil and fat. Put an avocado on your toast. Okay. You could put an avocado on your toast. I love those. Yeah, same. <laughs> My wife does the avocado, and then we have this bagel, the everything bagel seasoning. Mm-hmm. And she drops that on with some lime juice. Oh, yep. oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> on top of an egg. Yummy. Oh, yeah. Ooh, with so, like a fried egg? egg? Yeah. Well, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you could. It's just you want to watch out how much oil For or sure. fats you put in there. So, Is yeah. It better that if you fry it in olive oil? I've heard that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what about avocado oil? Avocado oil is even better. Okay. So, cool. absolutely. Um, you want to stay away from non-starchy vegetables, which are your beans, your rice, your spaghetti, and stuff like that. Because okay. those potatoes. are... Yes, potatoes. It's or your starchy. That's starchy. That's yes, that's starchy. Okay. You said non-starchy. Oh, did I? I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, no worries. I just wanted to clarify that yeah. point right there. Starchy vegetables. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can still have those. It's okay. just you got to make sure that you count them as a choice. Okay, and you get three choices. Three choices for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and one to two for snack. And how many snacks a day is is recommended? Two. Okay. Mid morning and probably between noon and six. You really don't want to eat anything after six. Okay. Because when you do, I know. That's when I the eat, chips come out. I usually don't eat dinner until after seven, and then <laughs> snack is at ten, and then like. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. That's um, what I'm doing wrong. That's what you're doing wrong. Um, mainly because I used to eat snap peas at dinner time, or okay. for my snack. Snap oh, those peas. sweet sugar yeah. snap peas. There's they're greens. Yeah. But those are one of the biggest starchiest vegetables ever really? and then after six o'clock if you don't go exercise guess what happens it just soaks Whoop. into your body yes huh? yes okay. and that's part of um lesson three where we find out what parts of the bodies everything interferes with okay and that's where you, they would learn why they can't have starchy foods after, after six, six. Mm-hmm. oh jenny so. this sounds like gold <laughs> You know, it really is. And like I said, I'm a diabetic, and all this has just light bulbed me. Okay. And everybody has made me become accountable. And I can tell you right now, <laughs> <laughs> since my last classes, I have gone... <laughs> oh, you <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. So having this is a big deal for my patients. And my patients come first with me. But it kept me accountable too, making sure that I ate my healthy vegetables and my healthy foods, and make sure I didn't eat after six o'clock. Awesome. So. Well, you gave we, us. A- but you did say if you're not going to exercise. So if you if you work out in the evenings after six, then you want to eat. It depends on what your sugar levels are. Okay. okay. 
So it's the importance of monitoring. Yes. Is yes. that's uh, that's where that comes in. Yes. Real quick, um, you you gave us a good example of a breakfast meal. Can you just give us like a good example of what like a healthy snack would be? Let's not walk through all three meals, although uh, it would be super beneficial. But just give us an example of what a healthy snack would look like. Okay. So a healthy snack is going to be just a sec. Okay. Here's a couple of examples of a healthy snack. One would be a hard-boiled egg. Okay. Okay, and that's one choice. And then maybe you could add um, a half a cup of yogurt with a half a cup of berries. That's okay. two choices. So you've kind of gone over a little bit with that, but they're still healthy choices. And then obviously any grains, any yes. any yes. meats, any proteins in that snack. Meats are good, um, nuts. A handful of almonds, a handful of peanuts, any kind of nuts is a good choice. Um, vegetables and hummus, if you like hummus. Okay. Um, there are so many different kinds of hummus out there. I have found one, uh, it's uh, lemon hummus. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And that doesn't count as a choice. Hummus doesn't nope. count in that nope. category. Nope, that's a freebie. Cool. Unless it's the one I found at Christmas, which is a sweet onion, and it's like lots of sugar added, but it was. Oh. <laughs> so that would be a no for all of you listening right now. Yes, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> but you should you should check to make sure that there's not a ton of added sugar. Yes, in the absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You need to check that as well. Um, Jen, you will be calling me next week. Yeah, I have something else. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think we've we've given some really good information on the the food portion of this the eating healthy the the choices that we have for the sugars that uh, we're putting in our bodies let's talk a little bit about being active what are some ways that uh people who have diabetes uh, can be active what are some really good um exercises or just talk to us about that a little bit okay one of the main things that I do, again, is if you're going to get active, I ask you to check with your provider, too. Because sometimes your medications interact with you becoming active. Um, your insulins and then certain medications will bring your sugars down too low. So always check with your provider first. That's my main thing that I tell them. But um, for diabetics, one of the main things is walking Okay. If a diabetic was to go outside, walk down to the end of the block and back, that is better than nothing. Um, we don't think about it, but just getting that heart rate up is going to help your ABCs. Okay. Here's your ABCs. Um, but like I said, you want to check your sugars before you go. If they are between 100 and um, 100 or below, you'll want to take a snack. Before you exercise. Before you exercise, yes. Okay. And if they're above 100, you're doing okay. Go on out, do that walk. And it doesn't have to be a brisk walk, but just oh, enough okay. to, yeah, just enough to get your blood pressure up. If you're going to, excuse me, if you're going to exercise for more than two hours, stop halfway through, check your sugars, make sure that you're doing okay. Do you have a lot of people who exercise for over two hours, Ginny? 
I would think they're nuts if they did, but (laughs) (laughs) there ain't no way. And if you saw my body, you would say, that girl don't exercise for two hours. Are you crazy? (laughs) But um, a good 30 minutes a week is the best. Um, And you can break that up during the day to where you're like 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes at night. It's not a lot. Oh, so that's a day. A day. Right. Yes. 150 a week, right? 150 a week. 150 yep. a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was reading in in this thing that Jenny sent us, and it was talking about this exercise snacking. Mm-hmm. And it's literally what you just said. It's yep. 10 minutes broken up to three times a day. Uh, that's I, I try to do that. Just period. And I don't, I don't have diabetes. Um, you said to me, Jenny... Jenny, uh, sitting is the new smoking? That is correct. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> nope. Uh, and it kind of shocked me when I came across that. So if you're a working person, just stand up at your desk and march in place. Okay. Swing your arms. Um, take a walk to the bathroom. Come back. So just kind of like every 30 minutes, just get up and stretch. People because look at you like you're nuts. It's become more difficult now that we have all these virtual meetings. We don't get up and walk oh to a meeting. Goodness. We don't, we don't exactly. get up and move away from our desk as often as we used to. That yeah. is correct. If I have a meeting, I, I typically will try to just get out for a very brief time afterwards. After any meeting that I yeah. have. It doesn't always happen, but I really do try. Just do a quick walk around. Well, it helps me clear my head too. like oh. And sort of process all that took place in the meeting because a lot of the times in our meetings we just get overloaded right yes with, with a lot of information or even uh, things that we have to do so well now you know how a diabetic feels when they just get told you're a diabetic oh, it's man. like whoa what <laughs> no i know you know my parents are uh they've they're taking care of um, my mom's sister right now and so she has diabetes and they're having to learn they're having to, to learn how to do this and i mean we were just there <laughs> for the holidays in these Poor guys, you know, they got the book and they're trying to keep track. They're trying to monitor before every meal and then, you know, trying to give her healthy food. And it's just, it's so, I watched them. It is so difficult. Yeah. Well, we've learned over the last few years that fast foods, let's go. Right. It's just a matter of changing things. You don't have to change everything. It just look at the menu, see what you can order. If they have a, your McMuffin. Okay, go ahead and order one. Those just don't eat both pieces of the bread. You know, you can make adjustments. Okay. And with food at home, just make adjustments. Yeah. You can order it without the bread. Absolutely, you can. We talked about walking. You said walking was a really good thing. I'm just going to ask you, what about running? Can they run? Can we run? Oh, absolutely. You can do just about. Yep. Swim? Yep. Dance? Absolutely. Anything that just gets us up and moving, right? Get that blood pressure up, that okay. A1C. Okay. Or the ABC, sorry. It's just walking's the easiest, I think, right, to, to sort of get it's into. It's to get started. Yeah. Absolutely. And for a lot of the patients in... Um, you just want to get them up and moving. Right. But you don't want to push them. Push them hard. Yeah. Right. No. Because that, that's not what it's about. That's not being healthy, right. pushing hard. You get up, you do little bits at a time. Next week, let's walk to three-fourths of the block. A little farther. And walk back. Yes. Next week, let's go three-fourths and back. By Before you know it, you're already around the block and you're just you're feeling much better. Nice. Jenny, would you tell us about 
some walking groups that are currently going on right now? Yes, absolutely. In Hardin, we have um, community walking groups that are happening Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, Mondays is at noon. Wednesdays is at 1 p.m. And Thursdays is at 11. Um, And we start at the campus building. And um, depending on who's shows up for the walking group, we do, we can do up to a mile, um, or we can, or you can just do as far as you can go and then come back to the, the do the cut across. We have a cut across too. Cut across. That's muddy right now. (laughs) So you want to use the cut across. Take the one on the left. It's got more gravel. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we were talking about not pushing Jenny, Jenny and I went for a a walk uh, last week or the week before and that was one of the things we chatted about. Like, if you just can go to the corner and back, or just as far as you can go, and then turn around and go back. It's not about pushing yourself to the bloody extreme. Just It's just about getting a little bit of exercise. Yeah, and so we just wanted to have a, a safe place for people to come and, and do it with other people so they don't feel like they're doing it on their own. Nice. Nice. Just getting out and smelling those roses. Yeah. <laughs> It is a little brisk it's right still now. January, so <laughs> yeah, the first week I think it was negative when <laughs> we were out there walking. Particularly when the wind picks up out here. It's really cold, um, but we're still doing it every week. Um, awesome. So come and join us. Yeah, and then um, we do the sugar rush every year too. And that one of the biggest things about the sugar rush is just trying to get people out exercising and doing it in community. Yes. So. And. For the diabetics, that's a good little thing for us to get out and do. And you're not being pushed. If you get past, there's a walk on Facebook that I want to take a picture of and have us do it. If you cross the go line, you're done. I think that's the best one there is. (laughs) No doubt, huh? Absolutely. Cool. We also have a walk to 5K. Um, that goes along with the sugar rush. There's a run to 5K or a couch to 5K and then there's a walk version. So there's one that you can do if you want to run the 5K and there's one that you can do if you want to walk the 5K. Which you did last year. I ran it last year. <laughs> Jenny ran it last year and she, she documented. Awesome. Technically it was lettuce lady. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been back. <laughs> oh, lettuce lady's the greatest. She loves to watch Tom Cruise videos of him running and eating lettuce. While pumping iron. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pump that iron. Lettuce Lady's a character that we came up with <laughs> to help promote the sugar rush in years past. And it's been a joy uh, seeing how she evolves over the years. <laughs> yeah, so this year she's passing the torch to car- the Carrot Kid. Carrot Kid. And he is doing the Couch to 5K. And that is, no, it's Carrot Kid. We're not going to tell him who it really it's is. That's right. <laughs> cool. But if you wanna, if you um, wanna start that walking at any time too, you do, it's not something that if you miss the first one in January, That's right. you can't do it. You can join the walking group. Any Monday at twelve, Wednesday at one, Thursday at eleven. Yes. Show up at campus anytime if you're there in Hardin, Montana. Great. Well, guys, we're we're at time, so. I think we covered a lot of stuff. Let's just talk about some key takeaways right here. Um, Two big subjects that we dealt with, eating healthy and being active. Both of these things have the potential to help someone with diabetes bring their sugar down. 
uh, with healthy eating, you want to manage your carb intake. That is correct. Okay. Um, and that, as you're doing that, you're getting the fiber you need. You're getting probiotic-rich foods, foods in chromium and magnesium. You're implementing portion control. All of these things are taking place as you're going through this managing your carb intake. And if you're going through it with, with Jenny, um, she's going to make sure that all these things are touched on. Um, you're going to be monitoring your blood sugar levels regularly. Um, exercising, walking. Walking, walking, walking. Walking is one of the big bigs. So if you can do anything else, if you can run, if you can bike, if you can swim, if you can dance, these are all good things that are going to help you get out, get some exercise and uh, anything else, Jenny, that you want to share with us? Well, there was two things. The first one is if you are unable to walk, don't let that put you down. Just sit at your um, desk, your chair, on your couch. Pretend like you're riding a bike and just move your arms with you as you go. Um, just movement is the biggest thing. Move those legs. Move those arms. So make sure that you are just keep active in one way or another. The other thing that I did forget to say is if you are a diabetic and you are walking, always make sure that you have glucose tablets or gels, um, a sports drink of some sorts, watch your sugar on that, or even a tablespoon of sugar. Because a lot of times when you're exercising, if it's hot outside and you haven't had enough water, then make sure that you have this with you. So if you drop your sugars, you have something to help bring you back up until you can get home. Always, always water. Awesome. Well, that's that's great. Terrific. Thank you, Jenny, for coming on and sharing valuable knowledge with us. And thanks, Jenny, for asking some questions and co-hosting with me this time. Thanks for having me back. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, all. Thank you. Do you need to get out and get some exercise? We want to help you get your sugar down. This one in five episode is brought to you by the fifth annual Sugar Rush, a 5K race and a one mile fun run and walk with plenty of activities for the entire family. Sugar Rush is April 9th, 2022 at 10 a.m. at the Bighorn County Fairgrounds. If you can't join us in person this year, you can run or walk virtually. Our goal with Sugar Rush is to raise awareness about type 2 diabetes raise funds for the Living Your Best Life with Diabetes program provided at One Health, and to promote healthy activity in our communities. You can sign up today at bit.ly slash sugar rush sign up. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about diet and exercise for diabetics. I want to thank Jenny McDonald again for sharing her hard-earned experiential knowledge with us. If you would like to get a hold of her, you can call 406-623-9016 or email ginny.mcdonald at 1chc.org. If you'd like more info on how physical activity can improve your overall health, check out episode 43 of the 1 in 5 podcast. If you found this content beneficial, would you share this episode and leave a review if your platform allows reviews? Stay tuned. We have more helpful conversations about health coming your way.